the She Can Do It, the Empowerment Series. I was hoping I wasn't the only one over here feeling motivated and inspired by the women who've been a part of this series, but after receiving some of your feedback, I can confidently say I'm not the only one. <laughs> Lots of sweet DMs and tweets about the series in last week's episode, which I think was harder on me than it was my mom. <laughs> mom said she didn't cry, and truth be told, I couldn't even listen to it back. So, <laughs> my sweet friend Lindsay, she reached out. She said she's loving the mini series. She said it's been so empowering and uplifting. And last week's episode had her choked up. So, thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate the feedback. I also got a sweet tweet from my fellow podcaster and favorite Chicagoan, <laughs> Dion. After he finished listening to the episode, he sent me a tweet that said it was superb. So, thank you, guys. I, I appreciate the feedback from the bottom of my heart. I mean, it's what keeps me going. So, and thank you, everybody, for just supporting the mini series by tuning in each week. I love that when I have conversations with my friends now, they reference their future boards. I mean, it's it's amazing. We're all going to create our dream life together. <laughs> and speaking of future boards, this weekend was Sarah Centrella's masterclass. For those of you who listened to the episode, I had Sarah on. She is a best-selling author. She has a masterclass, which she's been touring about future boards, creating essentially a vision board, but she refers to them as future boards. I really feel like the universe like concocted this because the timeline and the convenience factor, yeah, you can't put that together. So it was really only the first week of January when you know, I couldn't sleep one night. I was scrolling through Instagram and I found Sarah's page. The next day I rushed out, I bought her book because I was like deep into her feed. I'm just like, how did I not know about this woman and her passion and her story? So I started to read the book. I started doing the homework assignments. And then on a whim, I literally was like, I would love to have her as a guest on my show. She said yes. I, I got to do the interview, and as part of the interview, she mentioned she was coming down south to the LA area for her masterclass. So fast forward, her masterclass happened to be in El Segundo, which is literally, I kid you not, like a 10-minute drive from me. So that's what I did last weekend. It was a blast. There were women there from San Diego, Arizona. Surprisingly, there were two women from my hometown, from Reading. I mean... How bizarre is that? <laughs> but anyways, we had an amazing day. We worked through some tough exercises to really challenge our fundamental thinking and to create a strong foundation so that we can be open and ready essentially to receive the dream life and this mentality that we're creating for ourselves. So it couldn't have come at a better time. It just reinforced women supporting women as part of this, you know, empowerment series. I know I feel like getting out there and making a difference, but it was just really neat to witness complete strangers coming together, all different ages, races, backgrounds, just really cool to witness 
the support and encouragement they had for one another. So I'll share one of the exercises that we did, which was really powerful. And then we'll go ahead and jump into today's episode. But uh, Sarah had us make a list of all the beliefs we've been telling ourselves that aren't true. You know, this negative self-talk. So whether that be about money, whether that be about love, or whether that just be negative self-talk about us. So we had to write this list on a separate piece of paper and every sentence had to be formulated this way. So you say, or you write, I release the belief that... And then after we made this list, she had us stand in a circle. And yes, we had to read our lists aloud to one another. Was it easy? Hell no. (laughs) Was it powerful? Yes. So there were a lot of commonalities too. I mean, you know, we were all women. So I think there's a lot of things that maybe like society or just like growing up, you know, about body image. You know, I would look at one of the women as she was reading her list and the negative things she had been telling herself or the negative beliefs that she had. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, like I don't see that at all, you know? And I just met her, but you know, I think she's a fabulous woman. I think she's beautiful. And, you know, so really eye-opening. It was for me a gentle reminder that we're kind to other people. We need to be kinder to ourselves. I mean, that was my huge takeaway. So after we read our list, we ripped it up and we threw it into the trash can. Sarah says when she does this, she likes to actually burn it, but she didn't think the hotel would appreciate us setting paper on fire in the conference room. So, and I could see that, but you know, it wouldn't have been a terrible thing if the fire department had to show up. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't love a man in uniform? Am I right? Speaking of uniforms, my guest today is no stranger to one. She was in the army. She grew up in a military household. She had to travel and relocate often, but every day she strives to be a great leader, whether it's leading her household while her husband's away, being a role model to her children, or supporting other women while they chase their dreams. super excited today. I have Mary Whitney. She's joining me via Squadcast today for an interview on the pod and for my listeners out there. So I have never met Mary Whitney. I don't even know how we started following each other on Instagram, but I will say from the moment we started engaging and sharing messages and liking each other's posts, you were always pro-female. You were like, you're starting a podcast. What can I do to support you? And I was like, whoa, this woman is all about supporting other women, women empowerment. And I love that. So is that something that like has always just been ingrained in you? Like walk me through how you're just this supportive, positive energy. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up as an army brat. And so my dad growing up, I mean, it was very much instilled in us to that kind of servant leadership style, you know, empower people, encourage people. Everybody was put here to do something great and is not difficult to make somebody's day, to be kind and to be supportive. We're all here, you know, hustling, trying to live our best lives. And so I went to college and I was in ROTC. From there, I learned firsthand the same leadership style And then I commissioned into the army. I was in the army for five years. And as a female in a very male dominated organization, 
which I will, I do have to say for the army and the military in general, it's coming along very well. And there's a lot of encouraging leaders instead of man versus woman type Mm -hmm. situation, which is really, really neat to see. But I was able to, from growing up in a household that really instilled positive, inspired leadership into firsthand experience, you know, taking care of soldiers and all that kind of stuff. It just has become a part of my personality. And so when I got out of the army, I was a mom and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my life. And I realized a lot of people are. A lot of people are out there hustling their hearts out, trying to go after their passion. And I just had a calling that I want to be able to be somebody who's always a positive impact on other people, especially other women and other women who are entrepreneurs trying to do things like you're doing, you know, getting a podcast off the ground and running and you're doing obviously an incredible job with it. Oh, well, thank you so much. And okay, so I have to bring you back. I am just so intrigued. So did you grow? (laughs) Sorry, I'm like, rewind. No, no, no problem. (laughs) So did you grow up just like always knowing that because like your family was a military family that that was the path for you or like walk me through, you know, your your thought process because I feel like also going into the army is like uber aggressive, like, you know, out of all the military branches, but like it's badass. (laughs) Totally. Well, so we always joke that, that the army is a family business and many, many people who I grew up with whose parents were in the army then ended up joining. It's a subculture. I mean, it's one that I'm very familiar with and truly a lot of my friends ended up serving in some former capacity. I would say no. I absolutely was like, I will never be in the army. I will never be in the military. I will never marry a guy in the military. Uh Everybody, (laughs) never say never. Literally all those things happen. And, but, so I'm the youngest of four kids. And we all played competitive soccer growing up and all went on to college to play. And I ended up, both of my brothers did ROTC as well. They're a few years older than me. And my parents sat me down and they said, you know, hey, very seriously, if you look at something like ROTC, you're going to get your school paid for, which is really nice to come out with no student loans. Oh, definitely. And then you're also going to get leadership training you'd never get anywhere else, mm. but you also get a job right out of college. So you won't, on top of having student loans, also be looking for a job. I mean, you, you literally, right. you graduate... And, and, and go, go right, right into in. something. Yeah, which I think is a misconception. I was actually talking to one of my really close friends the other day, and she said, you know, like, they, when you're in college, they act like, you know, the second you're done, this amazing, high-paying, you know, job that's right, right. at your alley is going to just, like, land in your lap, and that's so not true. So I love your mindset behind it, and then I also have to know, like, how was boot camp? <laughs> because like that is so intimidating to me. Yeah, so as an officer in the army, you generally go through a like ROTC or West Point or you know, one of the academies. It, it kind of serves over the four years as your quote boot camp. Got so you don't it. go to basic training oh, okay. like someone okay. who who enlists. Yeah, I mean that's a I've gotten that question more times than than you would believe. And so when I commissioned into the Army as a second lieutenant, I my very first duty station was in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. It was the 82nd Airborne Division. And my husband, who I did ROTC with in college, and he's a year ahead of me, he okay. also was serving there. And we ended up 
deploying down to Haiti in 2010 for the huge earthquake hit Haiti in 2010. And so we went down for humanitarian relief. That is very eye-opening for a 22-year-old oh, to yeah. go into this country that's had just devastation. And we were setting up internet and telecommunications for the unit. And, and you grow up pretty quick. I mean, you learn from a lot of really incredible people who have different life stories and different experiences within the military and all that kind of stuff. And the military was comfortable to me. I mean, even though I look back and I think, oh my gosh, I looked like, you know, those, they have like little bears at the store with the uniform on. Uh-huh. And they're like, really cute. I looked like I took the uniform from one of those bears. <laughs> I looked just so like Private Benjamin, just so ridiculous. I'm five foot two and, you know. So you met your husband there. And when did you guys start um, having a family? Our first born was in May of 2013. So we've been married for maybe about two and a half years. We've been together for like five years. We've been married about two and a half and had our oldest, Parker. And I got out of the army. uh, We were in Georgia at the time. I got out of the army about six months after Parker was born. And we moved to Hawaii. Oh, wow. I know you it's very everywhere. tough. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. And so we said, we will go for you guys. We will take that sacrifice. So we moved to Hawaii. <laughs> and from there, I actually, I realized about a month out of being like out of the army that I very much was someone who needed to work. I was uh-huh. just, I'm amazed by, by women who are so content and happy being at home. I think that is such a valuable thing. And I personally just am not built for it. And I was miserable. And and my son was doing literally nothing. So okay. it's just very boring. And, it, and I had this huge identity crisis. And so I went frantically searching for jobs in Hawaii. Well, oh. Hawaii, it's a hard market to break into, especially for military, because you're not necessarily there for very long. And they want mm-hmm. people you know, who will be there for years and years. So I ended up getting hired by the only organization that would hire me, and that was the Army Reserve. So (laughs) I got out of the Army to go right back into the Army, and that was wonderful. It was actually a really, really cool experience. And I was a public affairs officer, so, you know, think like public relations type stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so, I mean, it was a nice, for me, a nice stepping stone truly out of military service. And, but it's very much shaped who I am today, for sure, and who I am kind of as a leader in my business. Right. So also, I know the military teaches like discipline and like responsibility and all these things and just like manners. I mean, whenever I cross paths with somebody who's served or, you know, is serving, I'm always like so impressed at how just polite they are. You know what I mean? Do you think that had an impact too? Because so, you know, for my listeners who haven't hopped on over to your Instagram yet, which we'll, we'll give your handle out because I want them to check out your feed because you do have it all together. Like I'm always so impressed. I'm like, Aaron, you didn't work out today. Like, it's just you and working in, you know, <laughs> your two jobs. And and I'm like, Mary Whitney's over there. Like, she, you know, she got it in today. She, she's working out. She's, sure. you know, staying up on our fitness. But I mean, I think that, you know, could have possibly been something that, you know, you just, it became part of your day to day, like the the discipline and the and the routine and and just like the commitment to something. Sure. And I think, you know, growing up, discipline actually came more from 
playing competitive soccer than it did Ooh, even okay. from the military. And so, so, you know, I would, I, growing up, it was easily two and three hours a day that you're wow. training. And uh-huh. so, you know, to, to be good at your craft, you have to dedicate, you know, so many hours. And they say something like it takes a thousand repetitions of something for you to create muscle memory. And so there was a lot of discipline always growing up in regards to the sport. And obviously, it's kind of trickled over into other aspects of my life, for sure. And I will say they're definitely growing pains with all that. So for any of my moms out there, who know, having a baby changes literally everything, all the logistics of everything. But, and you know, now we have three kids because we just cannot stop having kids and (laughs) we are done. Do you want want more? Oh, you are done. Okay. Do you want more? (laughs) Yeah, no, we are good. We are done with three and very happy. And so that's, you're also coming in at a point where I knew I was done having kids and knew I could Mm -hmm. finally get into a groove and dedicate time back to myself. And I very much identified as an athlete. And so for mm-hmm. years having kids, I, I was not an athlete at all. In fact, I was, you know, in a, in a constant state of pregnant <laughs> or postpartum. Right, right, right. And so a lot of that now is me rededicating time back to that, into that identity that I really want to be proud of and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Which I think is huge that you, one, realize that, and two, you know, part of this empowerment series is about self-care and and recognizing sometimes when things might not be going our way or we may have set out for a plan for ourselves or we have these goals and we're still pushing for them, but we haven't achieved them yet. Like we're still making progress and we're still honoring like our heart's desires and where we want to get to, but we have to like also embrace the journey and the process. And I think that's something that I noticed that you do. And, and I mean, I like, we've never, you know, met, like we only know each other on social media and my trainer, you know, he always tells me, well, Aaron, somebody's Instagram feed could be completely different from who sure. they are. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 But I don't get that from you. Like I get that you are this very genuine, open, honest person who is creating this life for herself and for her family. And you're onto something and you want to share it with others. Am I right I'm on that? very much a people person and I want to encourage and I want to feel like at the end of this life that, oh, I did everything I could to make the world better. There's so many ways to do that. This is one. And so I wanted to be very real on my Instagram that I have a son who has special needs and and it's a struggle mm-hmm. and we're trying to figure it out. And there are funny parts, of course, as well. And I've got three kids and it can be very chaotic, but it doesn't have to be, I'm totally drowning either. It's totally okay to create routine and work smarter, not harder, you know, and find, Mm -hmm. find things in your life that bring you joy. Like for me, fitness obviously brings me joy. And again, a lot of this, you know, I'm, I'm in the business with, with isogenics and it truly did change my life in a lot of different ways. And one of them being giving me energy again (laughs) and and good nutrition and, and sleeping better and all that. So, yeah. So walk me through how that became your passion. Like, you know, so you had mentioned you were, you know, searching for a job, you were looking for a way to get back into the workforce when you were in Hawaii, but now fast forward, you've relocated again. Now your husband's deployed, correct? Correct. Yeah. Or yeah, he's in a course, but yeah. Oh, okay. And so here you are, you're 
basically trying to find something to challenge yourself and and you've recognized that, you know, being a stay-at-home mom and being at home with the kids all day isn't your calling and, and your calling is is something other than that. So walk me through how you end up where you are today. Sure. So I was in the Army Reserve in Hawaii and then we got pregnant with our daughter, with our, our second child, and we ended up moving back to Georgia. And after... I had my daughter, I was kind of searching for something and I'd heard of network marketing before. And, you know, we've all heard great things and terrible things and (laughs) each company is different, all that kind of stuff. And I had been linked in actually to Beachbody and I had heard of their workout programs. I had done Insanity and I was like, this is great. And I recognized the potential of network marketing. Sure, I'll give it a try. It allows me to work and whatnot. And it was great. Nothing, truly nothing against the company at all. I just found that I wanted to make more of an impact on people's lives than just selling them a workout program. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, actually, you know what? I'm going to become a personal trainer. I, I love fitness. I love being in the gym. I love working with people. This would be great. So I did. I Mm -hmm. went, I got certified as a personal trainer and I kind of said, thanks to Beachbody. And so I worked for a few years as a personal trainer and then that was working, but then we got pregnant with our third and logistically it started to become difficult because a lot of people, they can't work out till the evening or right. in early mornings After and the then with hours. kids, it's uh-huh. just logistically. Yeah. And so to make any sort of substantial living was starting to get really, really difficult and stressful for me for the amount of time and effort I was putting in. And I was introduced to Isogenics from another military spouse, my very good friend, Heather, And she was, you know, kind of explaining to me how Isogenics had changed her family's life. And Mm -hmm. especially I resonate with her as a military spouse. We move every two or three years. And a lot of us were like, crap, now I got to start over on the job seeking process. And this is hard. And like I've mentioned before, I've got my oldest, he's got some developmental delays and we are working with specialists and all this stuff. And so I really needed something that fueled me to be able to work and make an impact, but also allowed me the chance to be there when he needs it or or mm-hmm. be there to pick him up. I was a mom who was stuck in her living room. So mm-hmm. I was desperate, mm-hmm. desperate for connection. And I like didn't, I didn't have it. And I had gotten to a point where I almost was anxious getting out into town because I never would go out into town anymore except for to go to the grocery store basically. Right. And I thought, you know, I sat back one day and I was like, this is not what you were put here for is to be miserable in your mm-hmm. living room. Like this you're you're made for so much more than this. And so when Heather approached me about it, and I've been approached over the years a million times, you were you would be great for network marketing. Like <laughs> you talk to everyone, you would yeah. be so great. And so when she approached me about it and then explained to me one, the earning potential with Isogenics, which I've never seen anything like it. And also that the money I'm making is directly related to people that I help. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, wait a second, you're offering me an opportunity that is leadership at its finest. It allows me to take care of my people, empower my people, Mm -hmm. encourage my people, and also take care of even just customers and helping them with their nutrition or with their health or feeling better or losing weight or gaining energy, sleeping better, Mm -hmm. any of that. And it pays really well on top of that. And I get the flexibility of I can move wherever and I can be at home and I can work out for two hours at the gym each day. 
Yeah. Yes. Well, is that I'm how much so you work in. out yeah. every day? Oh, girl, I got to step up my game. <laughs> oh, no. Two hours. Let, let me rephrase. I spend an hour and 20 minutes talking to everybody <laughs> and only <laughs> about 40 minutes from now. So do you still do personal training too? Or is it more so you're just helping people with the nutrition side? Right now, I'm, I'm more helping people with the nutrition side. And I love training people. And I love being able to do that. I host workouts at my house now. Anybody is welcome. And I give them an opportunity to have a, like a free workout and a community of people. And then of course, if they want to check out any of our products, they're there for them to check out and they can sample different stuff. And But really just trying to create that community because as, as women, especially, and I'm such a communication nerd, so just hang with me for a second. As women, we are literally, our like gender-like communication is community. So we are mm-hmm. all about building community, being a part of something, including people in it where men are, not all men, but men in general are much more the solo individual, mm-hmm. which I just have always thought is really interesting. And so women for sure are always looking for community and moms even, you know, they're just to have a, another adult to talk to for five seconds is really, really nice. And so I want to be able to create that community aspect right here in my community. I want to, obviously everyone wants to make an impact globally, but I also am trying to tailor it down to no, right within my vicinity, I want to be able to make an impact on people's lives. Right. And you're probably doing that even with people that you aren't necessarily just including into your circle. I mean, if you're hosting people at your home and it's around, you know, health and fitness and you're working out in the front yard and your neighbors are pulling in from whatever they're doing, they're going to witness that and go, okay, you know, Mary Whitney, you know, she's out here. She's, she's helping people. She's, you know, advocating for health. And I think that's huge too. And might encourage somebody else to, you know, I, I feel like even sometimes your posts encourage me, like if she's getting it done, I can go get it done. And I think one thing that I've been really focused on this year, and I know we're only in the beginning stages of February, but it's so easy to blink your eyes. And, you know, here oh, we totally. are halfway through the year, but, you know, I'm really big on starting the new year with goals and objectives and whether you want to call New Year's resolutions or not. But right, what I've right. also realized is if I want to attain those things, I cannot be doing the same thing that I did in 2019 where they I didn't achieve it. You know what I mean? I've got to make some tweaks. I've got to make some changes. So for somebody who does want to put their health, you know, it, as a forefront right now, they do want to make changes and they don't want it to be a resolution that falls off the wayside. Like what are some things that you would recommend for them? Like little changes that they could make that will, totally. you know, end up leading them in the right direction. Little changes matter. They Little changes make a very big difference. I treat fitness like this is a business meeting with myself. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah, I wouldn't blow off a business meeting with somebody. Mm-hmm. Instead, I honor, okay, from this time to this time is a business meeting with myself because I wasn't taking care of myself for the longest time. And it showed in my household. It showed in my family. It showed with my friends. And I really wasn't proud of who I was. And I think you don't have to be a control freak at all about fitness. Um, Mm -hmm. You really don't. But I think when you have control over that, you have a sense of pride that you took control over that. And then that pride is going to trickle into every other aspect 
of your life and of your day. And I think, you know, everybody knows working out releases endorphins and, you know, definitely helps with the people happy. Too. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. I think for me, it's, I, I've always enjoyed working out and it's so good for me mentally because in that time, you know, you're not stressing about your deadlines and all the things you have to do and stuff. You are showing up for yourself and your mind can kind of go to like a euphoric place where it's just like, okay, like, you know, I don't have to worry about those things in this, in this moment. You know, I'm focused on lifting or getting a PR or something like that. And I think that's one thing that I identify with you a lot as well is you're not scared to lift a little weight. You know, you're doing strength training, you're doing back squats, you're, I see even you've got your own uh, barbell at home. I'm like, that's cool. (laughs) Like, I wish I had that. That's awesome. But you know, you do have that. See, for me, like I, I have to go see Brent, my trainer, because like I could probably put together a workout, but I'm not consistently, like I'm not, you know, taking the time to mentally like go, okay, tomorrow I am going to go to the gym. Like these are the things I'm doing. So can you you walk us through like how your brain works in that terms? Like, do you have your workout planned for tomorrow or do you kind of just have some, you know, go-tos or favorites that you choose to repeat on a weekly basis or how does that work? Yeah. So I am actually, so it's so funny you say that. I was just talking to a girl about this today who's also a trainer and we were talking about how we can program all day I mean Uh I I can if you're like put together a 12-week program for me I'd be like okay no problem that being said sometimes it's really nice to just have other people put it together for you (laughs) kind of like it's nice to have someone cook dinner for you same idea so I actually, I am a part of a program or a community. It's called street parking. And if you are someone who either is new to fitness, does not know truly like where to even start with fitness, I highly recommend street parking. And they are basically, it's functional fitness. So it's CrossFit like for people who either they don't have access to a CrossFit gym, they don't have the money for a CrossFit gym. They're too busy and logistically just can't get to a CrossFit gym, but it's for all levels. So they have literally everything from people who are pregnant, postpartum, brand new to working out, coming back from an injury. And so they're basically modified versions of the workout that are posted every day. And then they also have a program specifically for people who just have dumbbells and that's all they have or people who have a whole set they have barbells or they have access to a gym and they can do kind of multiple stuff with weights and then they also have well if you have a row machine or you have you know the death assault bike and and all that kind of stuff and it's incredible one it's an incredible community and so the people who who created this community truly wanted any and everybody to be able to have consistency in their life Mm. with fitness. Mm -hmm. And it's a really fun community. They have meetups all over the country and a Facebook page and an Instagram that the community is like very active. I mean, it's really, I've met a ton of really incredible people through street parking. And so you'll see it all throughout. Normally I try and at least tag them in the post. I highly recommend to anybody looking for something that street parking is for sure. This sounds like a paid thing. I swear it's not. (laughs) 
Um, no, it's totally <laughs> fine. Is. I've never heard of it. I mean, that's super cool. And and I'm like, the they're GMI- growing. They're growing pretty rapidly in the last maybe year. Or two. I joined. I joined about a year ago, and they have I think almost tripled in size since I oh wow joined a year yeah. ago. So yeah, they're they're growing pretty fast. But it's a really, I mean, truly, you can work out anywhere. It gives you the programming. They have, you know, they also have accessory stuff. So if you really wanted to work on like your shaping your arms or like Uh your glutes and your midsection or, you know, Olympic, you wanted to get into Olympic lifting or any of that kind of stuff. So the strength program that you're seeing me do is, is through street parking. It's through, they call it choose your own adventure and you got to choose an accessory. And so I'm choosing strength and you can say, I mean, I'm truly, I'm not very big. I'm not moving very much weight, but I'm really working through getting the form right. Because as mm-hmm. a trainer, I mean, I'm sure your trainer could say it too. Oh my gosh, form matters so much. Absolutely, and so yeah. I want to be really transparent about, you know, you see all these fitness people on Instagram and they're like, you know, throwing a million pounds and they look incredible. <laughs> and you're like, but how did you get there? Right. And I really want people to see like, look, this five foot two mom is watch her, watch me struggle through these movements. I want you to see them. Obviously I try and use humor as well and all that kind of stuff. Cause I like to make people laugh, but like truly I want people to see, Oh, I'm not even close to perfect. I'm not getting these lifts, but I'm putting the discipline towards it. Cause no matter what your passion is in life, you should always come back to, if you don't put the discipline in and really work at it, you're not ever going to reach the potential you truly could reach in mm. life. That's so true. That is, I mean, that is a very, very valid point. I love that. I and and when you're mis- mentioning this program, I'm thinking, you know, for all my single listeners out there, we're always looking for things to do and ways to meet people that aren't around. Totally. <laughs> they have. They have. They have a singles like street parking Ooh. sub group and all that. And they're all pretty fit, you guys. So, you know, <laughs> might be that might fun, be something I will check thing. out. Yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Well, I'm glad you shared that with us. No, that's great. Okay, so another thing I really admire about you, and I'm sure my listeners will too after they check you out on Instagram is your wardrobe. You dress so cute, whether you're dressed up and you're going to your convention like you just went to or you're just around that like whatever you're doing, you you are so cute. So walk me through how you keep this cute and affordable wardrobe going. So I am, I shouldn't say this out loud because I know that Big Brother is listening, but I am the classic consumer. I see the ad on Instagram and Uh I'm like, I shouldn't click on this ad because then they know and then they'll keep posting the ads and then I'll keep buying and then it's this vicious cycle. And so that's what generally happens. Like I very rarely go into stores anymore. No way. And 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 it all fits you? Whatever you buy, it fits you and you're happy with it? Uh, Now that I kind of, I found a couple of brands that I know work. And so Lulu's is one of them and they, it's L-U-L-U-S, super, super like very pretty dresses and all that kind of stuff. And I love almost everything I've ever gotten from them. I love. And then, yeah, I don't know, kind of just like random online ads totally get me. And I... (laughs) But, but, but target again, marketing. <laughs> I know. Well, and I tell you, I, it really does come back to if you feel good and you're proud of yourself, you're mm. going to be operating at a higher level. I truly believe that. And I don't 
like get it twisted at all. I am in workout clothes a lot too, even when I'm doing work. And that's the beauty, obviously, of being able to do work from home. But I I very much enjoy being able to dress up. And it's something I miss too, not being out and about in the community, you know, like going to work. I don't have a reason to dress up at all. And it's very easy at home to not get cleaned up. And I can notice a difference in my day if I've like truly taken the time to like put myself together and do my hair and do my makeup mm-hmm. and not anything crazy. I don't look like, you know, a, a crazy Southern belle or anything nuts, but, you know, to really take pride in yourself and to be able to show that you just have this next level, I think, of confidence that naturally comes out and you approach things differently and you your mindset is different. So yeah, there's a lot of purpose behind getting, truly getting dressed up. It's still to this day though, I get dressed up. My kids are like, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I think you have I mean. to have a reason. No, but I, I can totally relate that to, to that too. So, you know, I travel a lot. I cover 32 states. So I'm on the road. I'm catching a flight. I'm, you know, getting right. off a plane, you know, jumping in a rental car, going straight to a meeting. And so if I do work from home, I can uh, go down a path where I won't like start the day with getting out of bed, getting right in the shower and getting ready. And then you find yourself at two in the afternoon and you're like, God, did I brush my teeth? Did I not brush my teeth? Like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it does kind of have this weird mental effect on you. Like, oh, you know, it, you know, especially if the weather isn't great and like the sun's not out and totally, you know, um, totally. I ran into this the other week because I, I was working from home for a couple of days and I was kind of in that mentality. You know, I just got caught up with emails. The next thing I knew, I the day, half the day was gone. And I thought to myself, boy, if I don't get myself together and get out of the house to to go do something, an errand or something where I feel accomplished, totally. like, I needed some totally. human interaction. <laughs> oh, know? absolutely. And, I, and it's been for me, especially working from home. First of all, my job is literally to connect with people and help people. And you can't do that when you are in pajamas in your living room to the same effect as getting out and meeting with people and having, and it's why I love the job too, because it's like, oh, you mean my work is to have a coffee date and hang out with you? Yes. That sounds incredible. To be out and about on a beautiful day. This is incredible. And it took me a little while though, to like really get that down and, and force myself a kind of truly, you know, to be candid out of my comfort zone of the living room Mm -hmm. and really get out and do it. You know, this is my passion. So I need to go for it. Okay. If people want to find you, what is your Instagram handle? You know, if they, they want to get the the visual, they want to learn more about what you're doing. They want to hop into your fitness routines. How do they find you? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is, is my name. It's Mary Whitney Whitaker. And Yeah. I mean, I am always truly always looking to connect with people. And again, I got into the business with Isogenics, one, because it was life changing for me and my family, but two, because it allows me to chase a passion. And I want, if nothing else were to come from that, that I am able to then turn around and tell other women and men too, but other women go truly that thing that's nagging you that you've kind of wanted to always do, go and do it. You literally only get one of these lives. Don't get Mm -hmm. to the end of your life and think, I played it safe 
and comfortable and I have regret, you know, and I think I always like follow me just to, to be able to say to yourself, actually, yeah, I can do it and I'm going to try it. And if I fail, then nothing is necessarily even changed, but at least I went for it. And so I'll continue to hopefully be, you know, a beacon of like just loud, funny inspiration for people, you know, so well, you yeah, are, so. and you've been that for me. And I can't wait to the day that I get to actually meet you in person. But it's been great interacting with you online. I appreciate what you do. And I appreciate you coming on today. So thank you so much, Mary Whitney. Yes, Aaron, thank you so much for having me. It really was such a pleasure. You might have to wait a long time. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. Isn't Mary Whitney a doll? Love her. A few housekeeping reminders before we part ways until next week. Follow me at your Such a Catch on all social media platforms. If you have a couple minutes, I would totally appreciate you dropping me a rate or review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. And lastly, if you're feeling empowered, if you want to recognize the leading lady in your life, check out the Empowerment Pin Collection on my website, yoursuchacatch.com. Find the pin that most resembles the boss babe in your life. Maybe it's Joyful Jasmine or Motivated Mindy. Snag her a handwritten message by me and make this gal's day. Sometimes the smallest gesture goes the longest way. Then when you gift her her pen, all she has to do is snap a quick selfie with it and tag me. I'll be sharing and shouting out these gifted gals on my social media. Let's make 2020 the year to really showcase women supporting women. We've got this.